Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Hey everyone, between last show and this show, FedEx grant or small business grant contest uh, was announced and we applied. We've been approved and you can vote for us now. We have a chance of winning up to $25,000 in this grant contest, but we need your votes. So if you want to go to, to practicalherbalist.com and you click on the top banner, there's a vote now ad. Just click that and it'll bring you right to the site. Then you're going to search for uh, either the company, the Practical Herbalist, or the state, Oregon, or uh, you can specifically go to Springfield in the city field and you'll see two, uh, you'll see us there. Uh, just click on that and hit vote. You can vote once every 24 hours and you can vote once per each email that you might have. We really would appreciate it and we will let you know the status and what happens with our grant contest. We're really hoping you can help us out. Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 85. This show is brought to you by thepracticalherbalist.com and thepracticalherbalistpress.com. Practical advice on herbs, herbalism, homesteading, and the herbal lifestyle. Brought to you by huntercreation.com. Graphic designers, website designers, where yes, they can do that. And Occupy Medical. Free integrated healthcare for all, the way healthcare should be. And finally, CandaceHunter.com. Candace Hunter Creations, helping you create the holistic, natural lifestyle you know you want to live. Hey, spring. That means herbal events this spring are popping up at HerbRally.com. Candace, Sue, you got some uh, really cool events to talk about? Mason, our friend over at Herb Rally, has curated an incredible list of events. Yeah. And we just picked a couple for March. I mean, honestly, there's so many out there. They're nationwide. You've got to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I thought was really cool was the Vermont Center for Integrative Integrated Integrative Herbalism. <laughs> you did it. Hooray! <laughs> um, they've got an event coming up on March 10th through 12th. It's called, a, or the it's with Jim McDonald, and he's going to be doing an intensive exploration of temperaments based on the constitutional um, of constitutional system of Western Europe, mm. traditional Western Europe. Kind of reviving yeah. that is what it sounds like. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really cool event. So you want to take a look at vtherbcenter.org to get more information on that one or head over to Herb Rally, of course. Right. Sue, you had a really great one you loved. Yeah. Fungi for the People at fungiforthepeople.org has this wonderful, this is a yearly event, and there's a couple times per year. This one coming up is the 2017 Mushroom Cultivation Design Courses. The newest is March 27th through April 1st of 2017. And they have, it's a six-day course, very hands-on from experienced mushroom cultivators so they go through just a huge list of things that you get to learn. And someday, someday I'm going to go to it. You and me both. We're going to go. We're going to have a great it. time. It's yes. on the list. Yep. Definitely. So if you want to check out herbrally.com for those two events as well as links to a whole bunch of others. See if right. there's anything in your neighborhood. Yeah. And the one I was talking about is Dexter, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, share us and find us on Facebook and all the other social outlets. So on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash The Practical Herbalist, right? Yep. 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 That's right. right. And yeah, that's we're, right. On, we're on Instagram at right now, we're, we don't have a site, but we are on hashtag The Practical Herbalist. 
Yeah, the Instagram gallery with the for the practical herbalist is starting to look pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, see, we're on Twitter, of course, so you can find out news in uh, there. The other one, new one I wanted to talk about, and maybe people don't know this, is SoundCloud. Oh. Yeah, we're right. on SoundCloud we now. Have, What's we have, SoundCloud? SoundCloud is a large music and podcast sharing website. It's got 100 and 200 million users. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's a place to find the newest happening music. Uh, and podcasts. And podcasts. And so happening podcasts. We, mm-hmm. we were on there for two years and we never updated it. Aw. And I said, well, hey, wait a second. So I, I went back and uh, so when we publish our uh, podcast every week, I also publish a new one there. So if you're a SoundCloud, SoundCloud yes. fanatic... By all means, check us out. We're on Real Herbalism Radio on SoundCloud. Nice. Uh, make sure to uh, share and like us and tell us all, all your friends about us. The other big thing that we're going to talk about, Herb, Herb Nerd Society. Yes. Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal Nerd Society. Oh, my gosh. We've been putting right. a lot of, of time and effort into that, and it's very fun, very educational for us. Mm-hmm. And here's a new feature on Herbal Nerd Society. If you are a frequent visitor of the practicalherbalist.com, you might notice something new. There are ads. Ads? Yes. Ads. ads. We finally, after eight years, had to bring in clickbait ads. We had, uh-huh. we had to Google ads and we they, they're funneling and making revenue for us. Nice. Yeah. Now, if you're an Herbal Nerd Society member, though, Dun, dun, dun. There are no ads. Zero ads. So once you log in, all the ads and all the pages disappear. The wow. only ads you'll see as an Herbal Nerd Society member are those that are directly beneficial to the practical herbalist, like ads for stuff the practical herbalist might be selling. Oh, just our stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Or- and that's mostly like... You know, stuff for our herbal folios. Right. Right. Folios. So more information. Um, Which makes sense. Other events. Things it's that further education. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you won't see any any uh, ads from the Google AdSense. You okay. Know, so, but uh, that was a way that we could help to offset some of the, um, the costs that we're incurring. Yes. So. This is an expensive habit that we've well, got going here. we got to pay for it. I mean, it's a business. It and, and when you're starting to... You know, look at what you want to do. This is how we're going to make some money. And, and we think, hey, as a benefit, Herbal Nerd Society members, since they're paying, they're not going to get subjected to ads in their content. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Right. Pretty exciting. So yeah, big deals there. So this is show 85. This is our Herb Lab show. We're going to talk about Anna Bradley and the Outdoor School. And we're also going to talk about our trip through Doris Ranch in Springfield today mm-hmm. and uh, all the herbal hunting we did in the wet, muddy weather. Uh, so now you're here, are your hosts. Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. That was a really fun trip. Yeah. You can tell it's spring, right? <laughs> yes, you can. I mean, between yep. the nettles and I don't know if anyone has noticed in the background, but Kiko, our our mascot, the is making a whole lot of noise. Yes. And a lot of that is because spring is here. She's nesting. She's nesting. Aww. Yes. Yes. And you can hear the birds out when we were walking. They're all out yeah, there doing were. their thing. It was nice. And you could hear us stomping through the mud puddles with my <laughs> highly inappropriate shoes. That was pretty funny. I don't yeah. think you yeah. were planning on a hike today. I was no, not. It was not. But I'm up for it. Always, you know, right? It's not like I wear high heels. 
No, yeah. so we went stomping around. Even and had if a good you old did, time. you'd still be out there. You'd I go anywhere. Would. I absolutely would. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'd I'd figure out a way to use them to pick up litter or something. Probably, yeah, probably. stab <laughs> it. Use the stiletto. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were originally used for. Stiletto right. heels for picking up garbage. Nice. <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah. We collected. There was actually quite a few spring greens coming up. Yes. The nettles are very early this year in our area. Yeah, I think I I usually look in March for them. Yeah, so it's it's yeah just I about expected, to be a little taller than I expected. Yeah, so. I expected to see the first top maybe four leaves at most. Right, and we were seeing you know some as much as six six or eight inches yeah, tall. Yeah, you'd see a couple that were you know, at least ten, twelve. Yeah, under, under that one blackberry bramble. Definitely, yeah. it was stretching for the light. And the thing that I noticed is here I am picking usnia at the same time as I'm picking nettle. Right. Which is, that's an unusual that's piece. Usually, Usnia, January, February, picking that stuff up because yeah. it's still got a lot of that green algae look to it. Yeah. Uh, by the time it's March, then oftentimes it's all bleached out. And, and we often don't have the same windstorms through March as we do in January, February. We have more wind that knocks more down. Right. So. Yeah. But by then it's kind, and of, it's been it's late, kind yeah. of fallen there and it looks sad. But this time we got some good stuff. Yeah. And the nettle was big. And I even, even though I wear my gloves, you'll laugh at this because you're mean. I do have a little thing on my oh, thumb that I got. I got one. One little. One errant one. My hands are covered because I never think to use the gloves. And even if I did, I don't like how it feels to wear gloves. I offered so. it. So folks at home, yeah. don't think that I held my gloves hostage from her. <laughs> Actually offered it and she declined. I did. She wanted to be close to the earth. I did, but I don't like how it feels to harvest things without touching them directly. Yeah. I wear my gloves when I'm pulling weeds that I'm not going, like bindweed. Oh, I'm the not energetics. Use. Yeah, stuff, but yeah. I don't, if I'm going to be using the plant, I prefer to touch it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It's I'm weird. Not that organized. It's weird, I know. So, yeah, my fingers are nicely swollen. I put some plantain oil on it and it helps a little bit, but I waited a long time. I didn't it's a different to. color. Yeah, the red. They have pictures to prove this. Guys. Yeah, my hands were pretty bright red when I came home, and it's gone down. Yeah, so that's definitely. a good thing. It does. It does mm-hmm. dissipate. I didn't put anything on my finger. Maybe I do. Do you think it dissipated faster because of the nettle the salve, tea? No, the savvy. Oh, um, I think the plantain is helping. Actually, I do think it's helping, but. Because I didn't put know. anything on my thumb, and look, it's just rising up. That yeah. one little spot. Yeah. It does. Yours is pretty it's swollen over there. <laughs> Mine's not getting worse. It's definitely getting better. Yep. And we'll know for sure like in another week or so because it usually takes – when I do that, it usually takes about a week for the worst of the sting to go away because uh-huh. it really lasts. It sure I mean, does. It really lasts. Yeah, it surely so does. Anybody out there, if you don't like sting, like serious sting and don't put – on, put, on the, gloves. put on the gloves. Put on the gloves. And the plantain is really great for the little – Errant ones, I'll put some on yeah. my finger later, but it, it works great. It's full of antihistamines, which mm-hmm. is um, oftentimes people are thinking of using it for allergies, like internally. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's fabulous for external as well. Yeah. Yep. And I've used that for bumblebees and different yeah. things like it's that. It's really too, nice so. for bee stings. Yep. Definitely. But yeah, stomping around out there, listening to Anna That's Bradley fun. and talking about all the cool things that she does with these kids. I know. You no. Know? It's really, I mean, those are great memories for those kids. And we dragged my kid along, but he's a little bit too old to really be thrilled with following a bunch of, 
you know, 40 somethings through the woods. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was you not, know, he's not, he was mood. not happy to not be there. He's like, he's not- why am I not allowed to play video games while you guys are doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are so um, old. So old. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, is that I think, you know, he, he got angry and as he started walking, he kind of tripped over a branch. And that just set him off, and that branch hit him and had a fight. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was pretty colorful. You realize when he hears this, if he hears this, he's going to be mad at you, right? Well, we didn't name names. No, we don't know what child you're talking and about. No right, right. There's no proof. Yep. I tell you what, I've I've dragged my kids along to things that they haven't wanted to go to before, and they live to tell it. Yeah, he loved that stuff when he was younger, and then he got to the middle school years. And then it became just dumb adult stuff. My kids, there's a couple of them that I could take them out anytime. Right. No problem. Yeah. But they all had that one section of their life where this is stupid. I don't know what what you think you're doing. It's cold, blah, 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 blah. And that's that. But I tell you what, if anybody else had taken out my kids, and they have Mm -hmm. the exact same event, Oh, then they're, fine. they're great. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. If, if they would have been with uh, another one of his friends or whatever, they'd be it great would have time. been fine. Or just adults who weren't mom and dad. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, yeah. But yeah. we took him anyway because it was fun. Yes. He got a little muddy. I yeah. don't know if he was pleased about that, but I was. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But by the end, you know, he was taking pictures. He yeah. held back and was looking at the river. So nice. I think it, would, it ended up being a good experience for him. He won't admit it, but I'm sure it was. Oh, definitely. So I think you're know, getting kids out. Is really what it comes yeah. to getting kids out of their box. I think that's right. part of the hard part, especially as you hit those middle school going into high school years as a parent, is that you're trying to figure out all the time when do I push them mm-hmm. to do something like that and when do I pull back and let them set the pace. Right. That's really it's hard for all of us. Yeah, it is. We have a one of our kids is ours, you know, the other parent that's not here. <laughs> um is very resistant to change and very resistant to um, outings in general Just, yeah. and it has been that way for a long time and we did a camping trip where we knew he was going to have a blast once he got there. It's just the transition that was the problem yeah. and you know, he even had like an anxiety attack and so we pulled over and got something to eat and just walked him through and he's like, you got to take me home. Like, we're, we're in it too deep. Too late. Yeah. It's now you, the, have to go you are it. an uncomfortable spot and I, I recognize that mm-hmm. and we will walk you through this. Right. But you're, you're, this is our weekend. This is yeah. how it's happening. Right. And, you know, come come to find out once we got there and, you know, his aunt and uncle were taking him out and he had distractions and he had siblings there. Then it was yeah. okay. But yeah. it was really hard for him. You know, it was physically affecting him. And I felt really, mm-hmm. really bad. But, you know, this was what was happening. This yeah. Is, I'm sorry. I think it's amazing that Anna's out there doing this with kids regularly. And it's incredible that the parents are saying, no, I want my kid to do this. Yeah. I'm getting them out there. I'm doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do and they don't. I mean, they want them out there. But but as she was saying in the podcast last week that, you know, they don't want to get, don't get the money. Right. They don't, you know, they don't want to deal with the actual Maybe some of the repercussions of being outdoors. Yeah, I think that and was I, one I, of the really the younger kids. Maybe, kind of, but maybe, I kind of some of the older kids too. I right? try to think. Well, why is that? Right. Why are parents having a hard time with muddy jeans or 
you know, and then I thought, well, maybe it's the stress. Maybe it's the stress mm-hmm. of something else that the parent feels that they have to do mm. or take care of. I have to clean those clothes now. I have to do these things and that mop I wasn't the floor expecting. that they just like, yeah. If they come in with muddy shoes and I didn't wasn't ready for it, and I'm right. already stressed because of. So I mean, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to think about why would that be a problem? Because if you ask any of those parents when they were kids, what did they do? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they're our age, I know what they were doing because I was doing it. We were in the mud. We were playing. Mm-hmm. We were hiking. We were riding we're our bikes. We were jumping. We you know we did everything that we could. We were foraging around bogs and little lakes and mm-hmm. things and getting gooey and you know it, we didn't care. Right. I know for some of the younger generation parents that they associate dirty kids with neglect and they don't want to be that person. So like, I understand that. I mean, that quite honestly, the kind of background that I had was very neglectful and we were often filthy. So I completely get where that comes from. Right. You know, I didn't see that with my kids when they got dirty or, you know, had, Weird, brought home <laughs> creepy crawlies that weren't really inside creepy crawlies. Right, you know? right. And, yeah. You know, I was like, okay, well, look at that. Let's go outside and examine this. What fun we've got here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I understand it. But yeah, that's just too big a world. Too big yeah. a world to leave outside. You know? So yeah. Yeah, it's a transition. And you might see it more in city people than in country people or not. No, yeah. it just it can change depending on the generation. But the, one of the things I thought was so cool is we saw there was a couple of downed cedar trees, and yeah. the kids had some kids there had made a fort out of it. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. cool. And they had strewn, um, and I'm sure there are adult helpers with them. Uh, they'd strewn. Are you sure? I don't. Know, sure? I'm maybe <laughs> it looked really professionally done. Um, and they do a lot of living history stuff in that area. Mm-hmm. So they had strewn some of the cedar branches on the floor, which would oh, keep, keep from getting really muddy and right. stuff yeah. and smell right. fabulous. It's also good um, pesticide. Yes. So it would help keep any creepy crawlies. Creepy crawlies, yeah, <laughs> really. But it was it was lovely. It was just a little, you know, it was a fort. Yeah. It was a fort that they made. And that's the kind of stuff that they are, that Anna was talking about with her yeah. kids that yeah. she brings they out and has them make their own shelters, make their own tents. And there's, I know that there's a, a in the area that we're in. There's actually a natural cave in that area, which I've yet mm. to find. You mean at Doris in Ranch? Theory. Yeah, in theory, there's a, there's a natural cave. We've people heard have tell. been in it. We've heard tell. I've, I've talked to actual living people that have been in it, and there's all kinds of little nooks and crannies, and you know, mm. it's pretty pretty fun to to run around in an area like that where yeah, it's not just flat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We grew up in the flat, flat Midwest. Yeah. The Practical Herbalist Press, that's in addition to our website and our podcast. That is right. Practical Herbalist Press is all about providing really good books and information by written by experienced herbalists. Us. Us, but others <laughs> eventually as yes, well. That's very true. And it's bite-sized information that we research the heck out of. We have medical information out there that we're really doing a lot of research on. We are. We have growing, gardening with herbs. We got stuff for about pets, your yes. home, your family, ethnobotany. Ethnobotany. Mm-hmm. We also put it in terms of the traditional ways we've talked about historic, herbs, like yeah. historic. Mm-hmm. Whether they're warm and cooling, that right. sort of thing. Mythical and very practical stuff. The Practical Herbalist Press is dedicated to providing the best herbal related books on the market look for our titles on amazon search for the practical herbalist press or visit our website at practicalherbalistpress.com
Well, it's really great to have a place like that uh, in, in our city limits, essentially. That's, you know, a yeah. hundred, you know, hundred plus year old, you know, farm that right. has the original, you know, trees that were, that were planted. And mm-hmm. Right. Anna might kind of laugh at us. We're like, oh, it's so wild. But well, I you didn't know, say wild. A, I just thought it was a cool <laughs> thing. But for us it, it is. is. And, I yeah, mean, it it's really, a living history farm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah it's really yeah. cool. I, I, I think that's just a, a jewel. Uh, in the crown of right. Springfield, and you know, you don't. It doesn't cost money to go there. You, you, right. you yeah, can great. go there. It's a public park. Right. It's beautiful. That. Right. There's the convergence of the two um, branches of the Willamette, right there. Uh, right there. And I know that um, back before you know the place got polluted the, with uh, logging and runoff and things, there was in the spring the eels would come in, and they were big eels. Wow. And the, one of the things that the um, native eels? plant. Eels, yeah. <laughs> Eels. Yes. Eels. 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 There are tons of them, but they're very sensitive to it, uh, um, pollution, which is why you're not seeing them so much. Yeah. And apparently they're quite tasty. Um, I know that's a big part of Asian culture is eating, yes. eating yeah. eels and stuff. The sushi, yeah. So the, uh, the teenage boys would go into the stream and then they would throw the eels out ah. from the stream. You know, they're, they're waist deep or whatever. And yeah. the... Uh, the story catch is that, the, yeah, the teenage girls are on the side of the baskets to catch them. <laughs> I can't even imagine. That would be super fun. So instead of smelting, they'd be eeling. Eeling, eeling. yeah. Eeling. And then in the fall, here comes the, the salmon, and that's yeah. right along that run. So they would do the opposite way. Nice. Yep. There's just a bounty of wonderful things. No wonder people have kept coming back to the area and living. There's just so much to eat and mm-hmm. so much beauty there and you know, you're sheltered by those fabulous trees. Yeah. There's a beaver dam Beautiful. right along there where we were close. We were yeah. looking for cottonwood. The cottonwoods aren't uh, mm-hmm. blooming yet. They're not. The buds aren't swelling yet. But, no. you know, we looked, we checked because every year I miss them. <laughs> yep. Of course, do. I decided I was going to not wait until July to start looking. And you didn't. That means. So, so commitment filled. Yep. Yep. So I started looking early this year, perhaps yep. too early, but yeah. yeah. Keep looking. But we got some of the equisetum, the tall horsetail, the giant horsetail, and picked those, and I blew into my – I've done that with Major my kids before, the little pipes. pan pipes. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else did we collect? The nettle. We had turkey tail. Turkey tail. Turkey tail. So mm-hmm. there was the mushroom turkey tail. Yeah. And, uh, and the usnia. And cleavers. Mm-hmm. There was uh, cleavers popping up now. Yeah, yep. The cleavers and the nettles were both really happy right together. Yeah, All they were. together. And there's a beautiful place in the little deeper woods that the star-flowered um, Solomon seal blooms in another oh. month or so. And you smell it before you get to it. It's this really heavenly flower section. When it starts to bloom, I like taking people along that trail. And nice. right now, it's just everything's underwater. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, foggy. It's, yeah. It's, it's foggy. Like Which is not favorite habitat. I mean, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's a that's good medicine too. There's so much to see in that area. We're really really mm-hmm. fortunate. It's a great place. They have living history there for the kids. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Like bringing bringing folks around and touring them around. Oh, and Marie Maria. Uh, yeah, we got to take Maria Noel Groves. Noel Groves to that area too. Yeah. We have a picture of us standing by the longhouse mm-hmm. with the salmon painted on the side of it yeah well, it's clearly some place that we prize yes yeah and you're drinking nettle tea right yeah i now. decided to make some fresh nettle tea while you well, guys have your cocktails today's, today's nettle. yeah i used today's a few freshly caught 
Nettle? Freshly yes. caught. Yep. Freshly plucked nettle. Today's harvest. Today's yeah. harvest. Yeah, yeah, I like the freshly nettle, fresher, nettle made with fresh um, tops or nettle tea made with fresh tops. There's a much spicier flavor to it than when you use the dried. What do you mean spicier flavor? Like it actually tastes warmer? Yeah, it tastes a little bit warmer and it's more... A little that when people say it's basil like, that's what they're talking about. Is it's because of the fresh? Because oh. dried leaves don't taste any basil. They're very they're kind of milky. Yeah, almost, you know, mm-hmm. as fresh, it's it's reminds you of spring. I mean, mm. it's it's really a very different flavor. I know when I make lasagna with fresh nettle, mm-hmm. then it has more of a basil taste. Yeah. I've ne- I've, I can't even imagine waste onion and then putting dry basil on except as you know and add sprinkling on the top i don't use dried basil pretty much for anything except like tulsi that Mm -hmm. dried Mm -hmm. elements but it's got a lovely sweet taste yeah yeah but yeah basil isn't really good dry it's not as good good. it's kind of boring muddy but it's better than sharp stick in the eye (laughs) yeah the the, you know the smell is sort of like basil-y spinachy Almost spicy. Oh, yeah, it's you can really you flavor. smell the minerals too. Like yeah. with seaweed, you can smell those minerals. Yeah, people will describe nettle as it smells oh, yeah. like seaweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's got a tasty. not just a green look, but almost a slightly purplish hue to it too, mm-hmm. which yep. we saw in the nettle itself, just like the young tips. Yes, yes so that is my my like answer to you guys and your semi dark and stormy cocktails here. Oh, yes. So, so these guys are drinking, guys. We're, we're, no. we're drinking booze. Um, we're not drinking tea. What's in the rum. this? Yeah. Hey, so well, it's, uh, well, it's rum and it's orange, uh, ginger bitters, uh, a little soda. And in my case, we added some cherries. Some that Candace had. Um, yeah, that maraschino cherries that I did last And summer. Sue, you went with the um, orange. Orange, orange rind. Orange yeah. rind and peel. Um, it's not a true dark and stormy um, because we didn't use ginger beer. Ginger beer is the liquid normally. Okay. So it's just like today, kind of gray and, and <laughs> yeah. a little bit rainy. It'll rain and it'll be sunny. It'll a be rain. Dark, yeah. It's an Oregon style dark and stormy, which yeah. means yeah. dark a, and then bright. Yeah, it's a definite, bright. I mean, today's a definitely Oregon spring day. Yes. You know, it rains and then it gets sunny and then it'll rain again on you and then just wait and it'll get sunny again. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just that it keeps passing. And very changeable. We're very lucky here because there's so many areas of the country that that don't have that yet. Right. Um, I mean, this this year though, unfortunately, unfortunately, many areas do. I mean, lots of rain. Yeah. No, a lot. Well, lots of lots sunny, of warm weather. Oh, that they shouldn't be getting yet. Oh dear. You know, like Chicago is 65 or 70 today. Mm-hmm. That's really warm. Which is okay, but only if there aren't going to be any more hard freezes or heavy storms that show up for them because, you know, the trees and everything starts, they start to come out of dormancy. Right. And oh, then yeah. I know the almond uh, farmers are worried about yeah. the weather right now. Right. I think they said today that um, some record dropped in Chicago for 146 years. I don't know if it was a temperature record or if it was a lack of snow record. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. So, which is also problematic, right? Because yeah. you know, most of the Midwest and areas of the country depend on winter snow, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And if they don't get it, then that means the summer is going to be even harder. Unless, of course, they get a super wet spring, mm-hmm. but that usually doesn't work in tandem. Well, no, and even when they do get a super wet spring, it's hard on the crops. Oh yeah. yeah. And they've got a very short growing season. Yeah. 
We've got a long, luxurious growing season. Typically, yeah, we do. We do. Mm, We're pretty spoiled Mm -hmm. here. I think one of the things I was thinking about when we're outside is a lot of people don't want to bring their kids out when the weather is inclement. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it's, oh, it's a snow day or, oh, it's raining, let's stay inside. Right. But that's yeah. not, I, I think it's important for children and adults to just experience weather. I mean, clearly if it's yeah. dangerous, you know, don't, yeah. oh, cyclone weather, let's go yeah. find another. Oh, well, look, there's Obviously. a tornado. No, yeah, we, it's no. best to don't, not don't be chase dumb the about tornadoes, it. No. Unless you're a professional. But you're right, So I think, you know, there's that, uh, let's avoid it. And I think... Dressing for the occasion is is the most important thing, you know, having layers, having a hat that doesn't get... Learn to be appropriate for the weather. Right, you know, and and I think if you live in Oregon long enough, you know that what you're going to find in the morning isn't what you're going to encounter in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go out for the day, you dress for both. Yeah. And you just, you know, peel peel layers off as you're going. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially in the summer, but um, yeah. I, I felt underdressed because I didn't. I didn't bring my hat. I didn't bring my outdoor hat, which would have helped in our passing rain. My I went to got wet in my head. I was the only one who was actually properly dressed. I had my giant boots on mm-hmm. because they were convenient off the back stoop. So you know, I went right. for that, and I had my big coat on and my rain hat. And you were ready. You were, you were ready. Um, I was semi ready, uh, but I didn't have my hat. And Sue was completely ill prepared. You guys have to start ready. You guys have to start watching. Okay, what is Candace wearing? Oh, that's where oh, we're that's going to be going. easy that's for me. Her she's going to yeah. here in the morning. It's important for people to be I know with my kids, yeah. getting them used to storms, I sat on the front porch with them during the lightning storms. You know, they're sheltered from the rain, even when they were little. Mm-hmm. And, oh, there's the lightning. Now let's listen for the thunder and counting and getting them used to that kind of thing. I don't want my children to be afraid of the outside. Right. No. Oh, I, you know, and also learning what to do when things do go awry. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if you, you know, twist your ankle or if you, you know, skin your knee or you get a bug bite that you didn't want to have. Or you know, tick. Or, or tick, tick in the eye. You know, that from that story from last week, Candace. I mean, you know, those are the things that, like, I think, I think Anna's school helps you to, as a kid, mm-hmm. to learn how to do those things that we don't get taught typically because we're not running around the woods. Or if we are and it happens to us, it can end, it can, sometimes it can end your trip because you don't right. know how to handle it. Right. right. And so, one obstacle does not mean things are over. No. no. You had a I mean, a broken tick. leg, maybe, but, you know. I did. I had a facial tick. Yeah, you did. You know, <laughs> took in your eyelid. But, you know, but the thing is, is that it never would have been an option to not take care of it. It never would have been an option to say, okay, camping trip is done. We're going home now. Right. Right. When we were kids, that would never have been an option. Actually, when I was there, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. A a severe burn, a broken bone. That might do it. Serious. But a ticking in, no. The moms, when I was there that day, actually asked me, do you want us to take you home? And I was like, no, no. I'm Just finally get this in the thing woods. off my eye. I was like, yeah. I'm finally in the woods. It, it, you have no idea how long I've dreamt of even just being this far into the woods. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. leaving. I'm not so, leaving. No. Right. So we stayed and they figured it out. And Nice. You know, I, yeah, got, a that's color, the, I got a colorful story. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you story. That's what I, you know, the thing is, I, I tell Finn that is that we've gone camping um, probably the last six summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year we go at least... Two, I know, and every year he comes back and says, "Mom, there was an incident." 
I know. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've, I've given, I, I, yeah, I've given my son years of stories, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. from being lost and taking an eight mile hike that we didn't plan on doing to, huh. being you know, stuck in a snowbank, being stuck in snowbanks to, Day weekend. you know, to, I mean, we just, we have all, and, and it's, and it's, well, the it canoe sucks tipped. when it happens. The canoe tipping. Uh-huh. The know. canoe tipping. But when you get out of it and you solve it, now you have a story. You have a thing that you can say and it's a fun story. Right. And, and that's where I tell him that's when the adventure happens. I mean, exactly. no one ever writes about clear sailing, colorful skies and nothing ever happened. They'd be the mm-hmm. most boring adventure ever. Right. right. You know, it's the storm. It's the thing how you wrote it out. And it's the whales that came up and hit the boat. You know, I mean, there's just so many more things that you can weave a great story around the challenge of it than – then just everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. boring. Yeah. You know, if you're planning on going into very inclement weather and you know it going in and at the end of it, it's really nice. That's a story. Mm-hmm. But the other way is like, you're thinking it's going to be nice, but these are the challenges that you face, you know, mm-hmm. from the terrible mosquitoes that we encountered up in a mountain lake to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm sure if Finn was here, he could rattle off six more, you know, incidences Horrible. we call them. Yeah. <laughs> there are many incidences. <laughs> well, or like the time when it was, it was pouring rain. We were camping, it was pouring rain. And typically in Oregon summers, we don't get that. Mm-hmm. But we were up high in elevation and we had thunderstorms rolling through and we had a ton of rain that weekend. Well, Finn wasn't very, um, watching what he was doing so when he zipped down the tent he really he didn't close it oh yeah. no so his side incident. of the tent was, was completely flooded oh wow yeah his sleeping bag was soaked everything was soaked my side was still dry and i and i just i grabbed this and said, well here's the towels here's all the towels we have there's the truck yep there you go there's yep. your camp for the night oh, and geez. the next morning i'll never forget he was up before anybody else and he was lighting the fire i said what's up he goes i'm so cold <laughs> <laughs> Learning opportunities. Yeah. Zip the tent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Zip the yeah. tent. Or, you know, another, you forgot the sleeping bags. Well, I'm not driving back into town to get them, so we're oh, going to have to man. figure this out. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. I've, I've done that. So, yeah, I think that's the part, that, that adventure part that we want to have so that our kids can learn how to, you know, deal with adversity. Right. And there's nothing like that than an outdoor school or outdoor experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, thank you, Anna, for walking yep. us through that one. Yep. Right, so if, if you have kids and you're looking, you happen to be in the Eugene Springfield area, she does have some spring camps coming up. Um, yep, they're coming up really quick. Really, really, really quick, actually. Um, last week of March. Now is the time. Yeah, she has an after-school program um, that they called Coyote Kids, and I'm not sure when you can go for there. But, but the dates for the spring camps are March 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, and the 31st. I believe you can go day by day, and you might be able to do a whole week uh, as a different rate. But mm-hmm. those are the days. And you can get her website at whole uh, – whole, I got to look at this. I could – to wholeearthnatureschool.com. There you go. And then you can click under the, the classes there or the events and you'll see her their classes coming up. And, of course, mm-hmm. they will have summer classes as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. So if you're looking for a way to get your kids out and about and doing something instead of, you know, doing a summer camp or a spring camp that's stuck in another school building. Right. Uh, yeah. Getting out and about, then uh, the whole nature of school is probably the best way to go. Yep. Totally. Yep. Now it's time for Herbal 101. This uh, week we have two questions, but if you submit an Herbal 101 question and we read it on the air, you get 
natural nutrition from us. It's a practical herbalist uh, guide. The easy, way, the easy to read resource is a brightly illustrated primer on vitamins and minerals. It includes both food sources and herbs that naturally fill your life with good health. You get that free. That's like five bucks. You just got that. Free for free. you. Free for you if we read your question. So today, the first question is, and I get to answer this one. Usually, I don't get to answer questions because right. I don't know anything. But this I know. Maybe so I go. should read this one because, you know, you get to answer. Don't steal it, oh, Thunder. Oh, hey, that'd be cool. Why don't you read it? Okay. <laughs> I'll read this one. So here we go. This is an awesome question. Thank you very much, Ruthie. Ruthie writes, I have just found your podcast. Yay. There were a lot of exclamation points. I love it. I would like to listen to all of them, but number one, from number one, but I noticed that the list started on eight. Where can I find one through seven and 10 through 18? I have only listened to one, number eight, but I'm addicted, pun intended, as number eight was on marijuana. <laughs> Thank you in advance. That's awesome. I love you, Ruthie. <laughs> so Ruthie listened to our podcast that was re-aired in December. That's mm. when she um, she found it and said, hey, I want to listen to it. Yep. So to answer simply, uh, show one through 64 are all available for you to stream. But here's the catch. You need to be an Herbal Nerd Society member to do so. They're there for you if you are a member. Uh, that's all those shows. Plus, every time a show comes off the iTunes and Stitcher feeds, they go into that and that's available to Herbal Nerd Society members. You can listen to them as many times as you want. In fact, I will be going through and adding uh, download links for you as well so you'll be able to download them. So, so 64 podcasts. Yeah. Plus all the other ones that we've done, we're on eighty something. We're on eighty five. Eighty five. So at any given time, Jeez. we have we have twenty active podcasts mm-hmm. in the um, on the on iTunes or on our feed. Right. We have twenty, and then anything beyond that goes into our archive, and then that goes yeah. to Herbal Nerd Society members. So, so the twenty newest podcasts podcasts are always available through iTunes, through our website, through Stitcher, the various right. website. Yeah, those are all free, and the, you just have to uh, subscribe to the feed, and you get them. And everything that's older than that is available to the Herbal Nerd Society members. Yes. What does it cost to become an Herbal Nerd Society I'm member? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> oh. Right now, it's only $4.99 a month or it's $49.99 for a whole year. You know what that boils down to? $0.17 cents a day. Whoa. Yeah. That's as low as the price could go, $0.17 cents a day. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, you think about that. What, what gonna, can you get for seventeen cents a day? I was going to say that was dirt cheap, but that's actually cheaper than dirt. Yeah, I know. Soil dirt costs more money at the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all so and not only of course do you get all those podcasts, but you get all the show notes for those podcasts. You get every link that we talked about. You get all the resources that we talked about, and you also get all the other special things that we're doing for Herbal Nerd Society members. In fact, like most Herbal of our Bob. newest content has been Herbal Nerd Society content. We haven't been doing a lot. Of free content right now, yeah, because we're trying to build that up. So, um, to all those members that have joined recently, thank you, thank and you. to Ruthie, thank you. that's how you would get all of the old podcasts and be able to listen to them on your computer is by joining the Herbal Nerd Society. Good question, Ruthie. Well answered, Patrick. Thanks. I, I know that one. Thank you. All right, so <laughs> the next question I will read because I don't know the answer to this one. <laughs> so this question is from Terry. Terry writes. I have an eight-pound chihuahua who is 13 years old with IBD and a heart murmur. The IBD makes it difficult to introduce new foods or supplements. Our vet prescribed a vasodilator enalapril for him. I would like to try a tincture of hawthorn berries instead. I thought it might be easier on his digestive digestion to have a liquid. 
Do you know of a ready-made product on the market that you would recommend? Thank you for your help, Terry. Well, Sue, Candace. It's an awesome question, but it's got many complex layers. Yeah, that's the way we start most of these questions. I mean, the the first thing would be, of course, if you're not pleased with the prescription medication that your vet has, there's also the option of getting a different vet that is more in tune with your holistic interest. Yes, there are um, organizations online. There's an organization online that is yeah. for holistic Oriented right. vets. It's called the Holistic Veterinary Medicine. Me, me, sorry, Holistic Veterinary Medicinal Association, and it gives a definition of what holistic veterinary medicine is. And they do have their own little Facebook page, but there's also a, a link at the bottom that says "Find a Holistic Veterinarian in Your Area" to learn more. So that's one really easy way of doing that. And I had some trepidation about. Uh, finding a substitute without uh, talking to the vet. I think my actual, my approach would be more, let's leave the heart medicine just as it is. Go Mm -hmm. with what your vet's got, but let's talk about how you can improve your dog's digestion. Right. Because that's That's really, once, once you get that piece done, you may find that more of the cardiovascular stuff starts to clear itself more easily. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, as we've, you know, talked to many people, Howie and Yakov and, you know, Thomas Easley. I mean, your guts, so many herbalists, we agree. Your guts have a lot to do with everything else. If it's you're true. not absorbing well, you're not absorbing nutrients well, you're just, you're going to be in trouble. Right. Your other systems will start to fail. You'll start to have problems. That's right. That's why we have um, some uh, good formulas for homemade dog food. Yeah. Because it's really important, especially when dogs start aging, yeah. to give them have given them every opportunity they can to digest their food, which means good, well-sourced ingredients. And then we also have a canine digestive formula that if you're feeling up to it, then, and it's not as hard as you might think. It's an easy blend to make and dogs really do like it. It's in a glycerite formula. I know that there are some people that give their dogs tinctures. I have, I have not done that, but I know some people that have, they put it in water or things like that. Uh, but if you go to some of those uh, natural pet supply stores, and even sometimes some of the feed stores are offering those as well. Uh, in in our area, uh, just the standard feed store has a couple of natural options. And I would look for things that have some of the stuff that we've got listed in our digestive form, like marshmallow. Is a marshmallow. Good one. Well, and also you're looking at things like burdock and, and right. dandelion. Good nutritive ones. So those are, those are herbs that will help um, improve the di- help support the digestive organs. Right. So once you start doing that, then absorption can improve. Yeah. And um, it's good to kind of keep an eye on the things that your dog tolerates and doesn't tolerate. And that's one of the nice things about getting just the single um, f- herbs first and seeing how they do with it. Right. So if you, for instance, you're to give a pre-made formula to your dog and he, he or she reacts poorly, which of those herbs was the problem? You don't know. Right. So if you get the different ones and see how they do with it, marshmallow, great. This dog really likes marshmallow. And then you try another thing. Oh, the dog doesn't like this one. Then you've already got the ingredients there to make your own formula for right. them. So right. that's kind of yeah. nice too. Yeah. Another option I would encourage is to explore some possible raw foods diets. You don't have to make it yourself, mm-hmm. but uh, dogs' digestive systems are not actually made 
for cooked food. They're right. made for raw food. That's yep. that's how they're natural. That would be what they would naturally eat mm-hmm. if they were, you know, finding their own food. And they're kind of are they're um they're omnivores. Omnivores, but mm-hmm. they're um carrion. They're designed for eating things that are not in great shape. So, you know, raw has been sitting around for a while. That doesn't mean you should give your dog right botulism. You know, yeah, you don't want to get necessarily <laughs> give your dog things that are rotting, but they have a very sturdy digestive system. And if you're dealing with an IBD situation with your dog, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that your dog's not getting is probably getting more processed foods than is really healthy. Right. And yeah. you know, and and for dogs, processed can include just it was cooked. Right. I mean, they can eat a lot of scraps, and there's a lot of dogs who do really well on a lot of table scraps. Mm-hmm. It was the for up until like 50 years ago, most dogs ate table scraps and whatever else was thrown their way right. rather than packaged foods. Sure. Yeah. So now we're eating more processed foods, so that's not really an option for table scraps for folks. But again, it starts with talking to a holistic veterinarian. Um, Sometimes the stuff that you find on the internet isn't suited to your dog. Different breeds of dogs behave very, very differently. Mm -hmm. So a chihuahua in particular, I would be, I would be pretty cautious about it. You know, your dog's health is in your hands. You're responsible. So I'm really glad that this person, um, I'm sorry, what's the person's name again? Terry. Terry, um, reached out to us and I hope we're able to help, but yeah, just keep asking questions, and and I'm really glad that people are working very hard to keep their dogs healthy and happy. They do so much for us in our lives, those, those critters do. It's good to give back. So we're looking for um, – and I haven't talked with Sue or Candice about this. Uh-oh. But we're looking for a sign-off, something how we could end our podcast. Right? <laughs> I thought I had it. And what did Put you an have? herb on it. Put an herb Put on it. Put an herb on it. That's so Portlandia. And so – and I had stuff that I was thinking. So here's the idea. Yes. We want you to come up with a cool thing. So oh. anybody can come up with a quick closer like the Nerdist uses, uh, enjoy your burrito. Burrito. Oh, okay. And that's their, that's their closer and then you know the show's over. So we were thinking – because no one listens to the podcast once the show's over, I mean, once, or, or click done next podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking we need something cool. So if you can come up with a cool herbal saying for our closing of our podcast and submit okay. it through our, our contact form, um, and we pick yours, we only do this for a week. If we pick yours, you'll get uh, a month free to the Herbal Nerd Society. There we go. There we go. You get a front month free. So you pick the. The, the come up with the closer, we say it, and then it's then it's the deal, and you'll get a free month for Okay, let's society. hear your brilliant ideas for you a know, closer. You know, I had things like um, um, stay green, my friends, and I was trying to, you know, play off a whole bunch of different things. Candace, was, someone had, I think it was like, you know, go, go forth and sow your seed or something. I don't know. We had a whole bunch of different things that we were thinking of before the show. So I just, yeah, I didn't talk to you guys about it, but I think this would be fun. Why not? Okay, sure. Why not? So let's another, hear it. Another contest. We had a, we had great success with the other contest. I know. A lot so of great ideas. Why not? Let's yeah. do it. Bring it in. Bring, Bring it, it on, folks. Bring it in.